Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on AM 1430. CHKT, Fairchild Radio. This is AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Nice. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Keolog is Crack. This is Mark O'Brien and my good friend Ken Tracy. Good morning, folks. Nothing like a good bit of self-awareness to right out of the gates. We call ourselves Muppets before everyone else has the chance to do it. I think That's for sure, Mark. It's, it's a way to start. Hey, listen, um, are we mad to be doing this? I think, <laughs> you know what? People are going to tell us we're mad anyway, that's for sure. Do you ever think you'd have your own radio show? I didn't. I'm very excited. Oh my God, so am I. And listen, folks, um, on behalf of Ken and myself, we would really like to thank everybody for the outpouring of support and encouragement on our uh, on our, our maiden voyage here. We're very excited about it. What we're really most excited about, I think, is the fact that we've been listening to Claire songs now for about 13 years, and I think it's time for the world to know that the real cultural hotbeds, hotbeds of Ireland are Sligo and Leash. How many, how many famous people do you know in Toronto from Leash? Uh, one. <laughs> That's myself, I think. What about Eddie Carroll? I uh, don't know him well. I think he might have dated my mum. I'm not sure. I think I heard that rumour, all right. Yeah, no, not sure. Not sure. We'll, uh, we'll find out about that later on. Um, folks, listen, we've, uh, we've certainly spent the last month. It's been a difficult time for the Irish community. I know it's been particularly difficult for the, uh, for the O'Loughlin family, but we certainly have spent the last month mourning the loss of a great man. And I think, Ken, one of the things, um, whether it was at the funeral or conversations with people after, one of the words I heard over and over was the fact that, that Eamon is very irreplaceable in our community. And, of course, this is our uh, attempt, if you will, to just keep his legacy alive through this radio show. And I'll be the first to admit that we haven't a shagging clue what we're doing at the moment, right? But um, what I do want to say is that, um, you know, we're, we're, we've been going through a very difficult time and uh, we put a lot of thought and effort into the first song to play on our very first radio show. And um, as uh, Van Morrison says in this song, as the you know clouds start, the dark clouds start to part, um, hopefully it'll make way for a brand new day. So we've decided to let Van Morrison kick off her show here with Brand New Day. Well, all the dark clouds Young sun begins to shine 
see my freedom from across the way And it comes right in on time When it shines so bright And it gives so much light And it comes from the sky above Make me feel so free Make me feel like me Yeah, it lights my life with love Yeah, it seems like Yeah, it feels like Yeah, it seems like Yeah, it feels like With my hands behind my back I was long time hurt And thrown in the dirt Shoved out on the railroad track I've been used, abused
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. And a message from our friends at Kempville Travel and irishtravel.ca have exclusive sale offers for Britain and Ireland with savings up to $500 per couple on all 2013 CIE tours. Savings of $200 per couple include all inclusive, all ex- include exclusive offerings. Daniel O'Donnell, up close and purpose, up close and personal, August 16th to the 27th, 10 nights B&B, only $34.75 per person. And unforgettable Ireland, September 20 to 27th, 7 nights B&B, only $26.75 per person. Live like a Lord, seven nights pre-booked self-drive holiday staying at four-star castle hotels with free upgrade to Ashford Castle for one night on all, for all April departures, only $899 land per person to ensure for April 2013. Irish pub and folk tour, seven nights B&B with 15 meals April 26th to May 4th, only $24.74 per person inclusive of return air and all taxes, and spend St. Patrick's Week in Dublin, return air plus seven nights at Jury's Inn, Central Dublin, only fifteen ninety nine per person twin share, March 13 to 20th, including $476 in taxes. Call 1-866-887-0865 or locally 416-489-2424 and talk to Karen and Sean. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. And now on the line we have Desmond Devoy with the news from Ireland. Take it away, Desmond. Thank you very much for that, uh, lads, and uh, good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the Groundhog's Day edition of the news from Ireland for this week. Before we start, we'd like to welcome the two lads onto the show and very much looking forward to working with you two for the years to come. As a newsman, I can say that your arrival definitely rates as good news. And here are the other top stories that have been making headlines. Our top story this morning. Well, it sounds like a scene out of a Quentin Tarantino movie, but property developer Kevin McGreever, 68, was found wandering on the side of a rural country road near Ballinamore County Leitrim on Tuesday night, mutilated and with an insult carved across his forehead, lightly by a knife. He had been reported missing to Gardaí in Gort County Galway last June 22nd, and when he was found, he had lost a significant amount of weight, was feeble, thin, had a long beard and very long fingernails. 
He's being treated for malnutrition and dehydration in the Mullingar Hospital. He was abducted eight months ago by armed men, but he says he cannot recall what happened to him after that. Three masked men abducted him at gunpoint from his mansion in Crawwell, County Galway, last May. The kidnappers demanded a ransom for his safe return. He doesn't remember much after that, but said that he was released by being thrown from a van, after which he was found by a couple. During the Celtic Tiger days, McGreever ran a successful property business selling luxury homes in Dubai to wealthy Irish and business clients. Follow-up from our top story last week, Garda Detective Adrian Donahue, the Garda shot down by a vicious gang of thieves outside of Dundalk County Loud last week, was laid to rest this week as new details emerge about the attack that cost him his life. Adrian's funeral mass was held at St. Joseph's Redemptorist Church in Dundalk and was attended by his widow Caroline, herself a Garda, and their two children, Amy, seven, and Neil, six. Following on pleas from Donahue's brothers and sisters in blue for information leading to the arrest of his killers, Father Michael Cusack told the 4,000 mourners, of whom 2,500 were uniformed guardee, that those who withheld vital information were robbing the family of closure. If you have a semblance of goodness in you, for God's sake, turn these people in. If not, you're allowing Satan to ruin the lives of more people. Caroline's twin brother is also a Garda, based in Limerick, while Donahue's two brothers are also on the forest, based in Navan, County Meath, and Swords, County Dublin. Donahue was shot dead during an armed robbery at the Lordship Credit Union on January 25th. He was due to provide an escort into Dundalk for a consignment of cash with his colleague, Detective Garda Joe Ryan. The five robbers were lying in wait for the officers, and one of the raiders drove the gang's car across the entrance of the credit union car park to block the police car. When Donahue stepped out of his vehicle to investigate, one of the criminals shot him, fatally wounding him in the head. The 41-year-old did not even have time to reach for his weapon. It turns out that the gang only made off with 4,000 euros, leaving tens of thousands of euros still inside. His murder is the first killing of a Garda since Detective Garda Jerry McKay was killed by the provisional IRA in Adair County Limerick in 1996. He's the 87th Garda to die in the line of duty in the history of the state. Police are still looking for the killers, but believe that the getaway car has been found burned out near Keedy, County Armagh. The Garda Shikana is working with the Police Service of Northern Ireland on the case, and officers have come back in on their days off and back from vacation to help with the investigation. In business news this morning, Silvercrest Foods has been dropped as a meat supplier to Burger King and the Tesco supermarket chain. The company, based in Ballybay, County Monaghan, continued to face another week of bad news after testing last month found that as much as 29% of the meat found in Garda in Tesco frozen hamburgers came from horse meat. Further investigations, however, have traced the horse meat back to a Polish supplier. Tesco announced that it will no longer source its beef burgers from Silvercrest, owned by Larry Goodman's ABP Food Group. Tesco said that Silvercrest used meat in products that did not come from an approved list of suppliers given to them by the retailer. The company also said that the meat did not come from the United Kingdom or Ireland, despite specific instructions that only British or Irish beef should be used in frozen beef burgers. Tesco added that it would still purchase Irish beef, but from other plants. ABP Chief Executive Paul Finnerty apologized for failures at the Silvercrest plant, saying that its business had been based on trust, but that it, was, that it had let down its customers. We have learned important lessons from this incident and are determined to ensure that this never happens again, he said. Further tests have shown that there remains traces of horse meat in the burgers. Fast food restaurant chain Burger King said that it has replaced all Silvercrest products in Britain, Ireland, and Denmark with products from alternate approved suppliers. We remain committed to identifying suppliers that can produce 100% Irish and British beef products for us that meet our high-quality standards, the company said in a press release. 
And finally from us this week, William Shakespeare wrote that all the world's a stage, and Hollywood star Liam Neeson came home to this very stage at the Braid Theatre when he was granted the freedom of Ballymena, County Antrim. The star of blockbusters like Schindler's List, Michael Collins, and the later Star Wars movies got to start playing pantomimes on the stage with the Sleemish players. Mayor P.J. McAvoy just couldn't help himself when he said, May the Force be with you. Neeson said that he was still 99.9% Ballymena, though he had said several years ago that he felt second class as a Catholic growing up in the mainly Protestant town, and that he usually stayed in on July 12th during the parade season, he acknowledged how much things have changed since then. I'm aware of the work you've been doing the past few years, coming out of the darkness that we all had, and hopefully leaving all that behind us. New days, new times, and I am just privileged to receive this. Another freeman of Ballymena is former First Minister, the Reverend Ian Paisley, who was one of the guests at a celebratory dinner for Neeson. Neeson revealed that he had been approached about playing Paisley in a movie, but that that does not seem likely. Not that he doesn't respect Paisley, but because the scripts were, quote, atrocious. A video was made at his old school, St. Patrick's College and Northern Regional College, and school friend Seamus McQuillan recalled that he and Neeson were not sure whether to even take up acting in a school play, until they found that a certain attractive young lady in their class would be taking parts, which readily made up their minds. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Mark O'Brien, Ken Tracy, Alex Young, and Keolag Scrack. Our thanks go out to the great work done by Ed Lean the past couple of weeks. Thank you very much, Ed. So, until next week, and all that, slán go foil. Thank you very much, Desmond. So we thought it'd be a good idea to uh, connect with our listeners a little bit here, Ken, and uh, we've decided to, instead of introducing ourselves, to kind of introduce each other. So I'm going to start the abuse here a little bit, if that's okay. But um, Ken is uh, Ken lives in Milton. Uh, he's originally from uh, Sligo and um, married to Heather and his three kids, Brogan, Cormac and Ronan. And um, the, the, the word is that uh, your, your mum went into labour in County Mayo and there was a mad dash to get back to Sligo to make sure that you didn't have to live your life with, with what, what she characterised as the, the, the affliction of being from Mayo. So now that we've ostracised all of our Mayo listeners, we can, we can kind of proceed here. Um, but uh, Ken is an avid sportsman, a, a dreadful golfer. Uh, a very decent soccer player. In fact, I've played on a couple of teams with Ken. And um, he's a Sligo Rovers fan, which isn't a surprise. But he's also a mad Liverpool fan, which is just going to be pure fodder for me in the coming shows, I have to tell you, as a big as a big Tottenham fan. But what a lot of people who know Ken in the community wouldn't know about him is that um, he was a very successful kickboxer in his days. And um, I actually didn't realize this until um, a short time ago. But... Um, he had his uh, moment of, uh, how would you call it, your moment of success in the RDS in 1988 in the 155 pound class. Now, I, I'm assuming that there was age had nothing to that. These weren't like 12 and 13 years, but 150 pound class. 65 year old ladies. 65. <laughs> so 155 pounds and you get to the final of this thing at the RDS. There are thousands of people there and you get into the final against the dub. And after 20 seconds, he's down. He's gone. How, it must have felt good. To, it always feels good, good to beat the dubs. Good so. for the culties, you know. Good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his um, nickname is the Silver Fox. And uh, you'll have to look for pictures of him. It's very, very obvious when you when you take a look at the picture why that happens to be his nickname. But he has a very, on a serious note, he's a very successful sales and marketing business um, in the food and beverage uh, uh, vertical. Has the distribution rights for the Grolsch non-alcoholic product in Canada. And a very successful product called uh, Brogies, which has actually gone global. And I'm sure in coming months, Ken will tell us a little bit more about the success of that. But they're like big 
giant crackers that are made fresh in the bakery section and you find them at a lot of a lot of the Loblaws places there but uh, uh, that alone is worth having you as a friend Ken getting a few of them on the free <laughs> but um, I, uh, what you have told me as well is you emigrated from Ireland in May of 1988 um, 88 or 89 89 it was May of 1989 but so Ken the number one song when you emigrated we're going to play it now and it is uh, Ferry Across the Mersey originally by Jerry and the Pacemakers and we've got it here for you brilliant Life goes on day after day Hearts torn in every way So ferry cross the Mersey Cause this land's the place I love And here I'll stay People, they rush everywhere Each with their own secret care So ferry, cross the Mersey And always take me there The place I love People around every corner They seem to smile and say We don't care what your name is, boy We'll never turn you away So I'll continue to say will stay So ferry cross the Mersey cause this land's the place I love and here I'll stay and here I'll stay here I'll stay Ah, uh, thanks a million, Mark. That's lovely. Looking forward, actually, to being by the Mersey one of these days with you when we go over and visit Liverpool and watch them play and kick, you know, kick some butt right, for sure. Right, right. Anyway, folks, just to give you an introduction into Mark, uh, I'm sure most of you have seen him around the town, but he is from Abbey Leaks in County Leash. For those of you who don't know where Abbey Leaks is, it's very close to Port Leash, about maybe 14 kilometres away from there. Mark is living in Mississauga, is married to Josie, a lovely Italian lass, and has two beautiful daughters, Carmela and Sophia. He played minor hurling for County Leash and senior football for the county as well. And in fact, he was the first man, I believe, from Abbey Leaks to do so. So he created a bit of history with that. On Wikipedia, it has to be true. It's incredible. Mark's mad into sports as well. And uh, although, you know, one has to give wonder to it, given his favourite soccer team is Spurs. I just uh, I can never uh, get over that. He actually has convinced my youngest fellow Cormac to be a Spurs fan because he kept buying him Robbie Keane shirts. He's an avid golfer and loves taking money off me on the course. 
He's a past member of the Chamber of Commerce Board. He's past president of the GAA. And, of course, a, a former great here in Toronto, played with the Toronto Gales. Also served as their president and captain for an unbelievable nine years. It must be another record. Nine years. That's incredible as a captain. We lifted one cup. It was terrible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this, Mark, was a number one hit in 1967. It's Gene Pitney with Something's Got a Hold of My Heart. And sure, maybe it's you, lad, that's got a hold of my heart. <laughs> Something's gotten in 
Well, you can't beat the Irish, and you can't beat a bit of home when looking for quality Irish goods. For over 10 years, our massive selection, convenience, and service have made a bit of home the choice for shoppers across Canada and the USA seeking Irish quality and uniqueness. But don't just take our word for it. Drop into our store at the Tompkins Shopping Centre at the corner of Rathburn Road and Tompkins in Mississauga. We're open Tuesday through Sunday for your convenience. If surfing the net is your thing, visit our online store. Open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at abitofhome.ca. Celebrating 10 years of quality and uniqueness, a bit of home, purveyors of Irish... And British Goods, and now we're off to the Galway Arms, located at 840 the Queensway, is your home away from home in Toronto's West End. To get the entertainment and sports lineup, call the Keene family at 416-251-0096 or visit thegalwayarms.ca. Upcoming live sports at the Galway, Ames, we got, at the Galway Arms, we've got Rugby Six Nations and the uh, National Football League kicks off this weekend. On Saturday, February the 2nd, myself and Ken went down this morning very early to watch Ireland clip Wales in a massive game of rugby. 11am, England are playing Scotland. Uh, 12 o'clock, we've got GAA football with Kadir taking on Dundon.